excuse me for my voice, but I have never, never seen anything like it. Hey, Doug, we wanted to hit mailboxes. We can let Ralph drive. Morons, your bus is leaving. Welcome to this UC Davis edition of the On the Road Home podcast. This is Ken Crawford reporting to you on the road home from this interesting UC Davis game to kick off the 2019 season. Obviously, all of us were a bit worried uh, after seeing the first few possessions of the game. In fact, let's go through a quick recap. Bears get the ball to start the game. But fumble on the Ashton Davis, I believe, fumbled on the opening kickoff, giving UC Davis the ball right around the Cal 20. And then the UC Davis offense does interestingly and surprisingly well and pretty quickly, uh, although within it took, I think, four plays or so, managed to get down and score a touchdown. They're up 7-0. Bears get the ball back, three and out. Give the ball back to UC Davis. I believe they also three and out. Cal three and out again. Maybe there was a first down in there, but not a lot. And then UC Davis manages to march the ball down the field into field goal range. Kick a field goal. They're up 10-0. And there's real reason to be concerned. The The defense uh, is giving up a lot. Not, not a ton. I mean, they're staying in front of most things, but there just seems to be a number of open receivers. And the Cal offense is doing nothing. UC Davis seems to have everything very well defended. Cal tries a number of different little wrinkles uh, quite ineptly, and UC Davis seems to be ready for anything that even looks remotely interesting. Luckily, things kind of changed from there, however. The Cal offense uh, finally started finding uh, some some plays in, in fits and spurts with the most notable example being in the uh, uh, late in the, actually I think it was early second quarter, the Bears managed a touchdown. After a few passing plays, uh, Garbers finally got moving and managed to uh, make a long pass to Crawford, who was crossing the field, turned up field, uh, went for 40, 50 yards, dove over the safety into the end zone, Bears are only down uh, 7 to 10. They come back a little later in the first half, score uh, another field goal. And I believe the next field goal was also before halftime, putting the Bears up 13-10. UC Davis responds with a field goal of their own. They mostly are being ineffective, but on a couple of different drives, managed to get just enough going to, to get that field goal Um and then the Bears actually start to find some offensive rhythm in the second half, score two touchdowns, actually get in field goal range uh, for another field goal, um, but uh, um, is missed. Overall, one gets the sense that the Bears got a very slow start, have a lot of things they need to work on, uh, but overall were the more talented team, and once they settled down, uh, pretty much dominated the game. I mean, frankly, other than you know those ten points that the team more or less spotted, uh, UC Davis they won <laughs> twenty-seven to three. 
So, what are we to make of all of this? Well, let's start with Garbers. Garbers looked indecisive. That He was clearly at times confused by his coverage, and very surprisingly so in a number of different ways, because um, he had wonderful protection most of the game. The offensive line, I'm not going to give him too much credit. It was UC Davis, but the offensive line uh, kept him in a pretty good pocket, particularly up until about the fourth quarter. After that, it seemed to break down just a little, but nothing overwhelming and uh you know for the most part he his uniform stayed pretty clean and so he had time to throw he had opportunities to find his receivers but he made some bad passes Uh, he also made a couple of bad reads missed some open reads frankly did not look like the quarterback who supposedly has been massively improving over the offseason he had one interception that was clearly a miscommunication between him and the ride receiver. He was expecting the receiver to break in. The receiver went for a fade, and the result was um, that um, the safety was able to break on the ball and get the interception. Through a total of two touchdowns, Garbers, but uh, one of them <laughs> was an underthrown ball that the defender managed to tip up in the air, and Crawford, who got both of the catches, uh, for a touchdown, managed to um, uh, um, catch the deflected ball after it was in the air for a surprisingly long time, and um, um, came down with it in, in the uh, on the sideline of the end zone. Now, um, <laughs> so I, Garbers, there's a lot of reasons to be concerned, and I wasn't particularly thrilled with what I saw. Uh, if, if I were uh, Wilcox and the coaching staff, I'd be starting to wonder if I've really made the right decisions about Modster. I mean, but I have no idea really how good Modster is, so perhaps he's even worse. But I did not see a quarterback who made a big offseason jump. Maybe there was something about UC Davis that really kept Garbers thrown off. Uh, maybe he was told to be very conservative. I don't know. But even within that, the, the amount of missed throws and, and not quite the right touch uh, was troubling. Wide receivers, uh, two people really stood out, Crawford being the first. Clearly, he's our opportunity to stretch the field. He looked pretty darn good. Um, and, of course, Ramingo uh, looked pretty darn good as well. Uh, he seems to be our best um, possession receiver opportunity. And um, so I would think that, that he is um, – uh, and he looked to be running pretty good routes and doing good things and getting pretty open. So I felt pretty good about him. Beyond that, however, um, <laughs> there was a lot of things not to like. Just saw dropped balls, um, uh, routes that underwhelmed, uh, speed again, you know, getting, not getting great separation. I felt like UC Davis was doing a much better job of getting separation than Cal was. Uh, so again, the, the <laughs> passing game of Cal looks to not have progressed as much as we would have hoped particularly considering that although this is a very good FCS team, it is still just that, an FCS team. Uh, 
Now, on to the running backs. Christopher Brown Jr., as they were very specifically call him. I'm, I'm told that uh, uh, by my son, a teenage son, that Chris Brown is a rapper with some significant problems that nobody wants to emulate his name. So um, uh, I'm sure that's why he was very insistent on it's Christopher Brown Jr. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he looked pretty darn good. 197 yards, uh, powerful, uh, Seemed to do a pretty good job of finding the right hole. Has just enough speed to, uh, you know, be a reasonable threat around the outside. Definitely has the feel of the potential all-around back. I don't know that his offensive line was doing him favors at a few different times. There were some definite plays where he had nowhere to go. Uh, but I, he has that kind of fight that I like to see in a, in an every down running back that that get the extra two yards that make a big difference. Uh, so I I think actually and then also uh, uh, Dancy behind him uh, he's more of a speedster he's one more that I look at to say you know a change of pace back. Um, but definitely also seems to have potential. So I feel like we're doing pretty good at the running back position. Didn't get too many opportunities to see him catching out of the backfield. Um, but actually, those plays that there were were pretty well sniffed out by uh, UC Davis. Did not go all that well. I don't know if that's just the way they uh, play things on defense. And on other teams, we might have been more. Uh, the Bears might have been more effective, but. In this particular instance, um, it didn't go all that well when we <laughs> when when the Bears uh, uh, went around the we did the out of the backfield passes to uh, or out the the passes to the flats to the running backs. Offensive line, as I mentioned, uh, it felt like they did pretty darn good. Pass protection was pretty happy there. There weren't too many breakdowns in coverage. There were, on the, as unfortunately, um, some bigger failures on um, uh, run blocking. In particular, it seemed there was a kind of pattern that was a bit troubling to see. The Bears, after a first down, would get up to the line really, really quickly and run a play. But it was always the same play. And every time UC Davis knew that's what the play was going to be, and they shut it down. And so we'd be here on a move. On the, we'd see the team on the move. They'd be pushing the ball well, and then all of a sudden, it's second and twelve, and it was very frustrating. The offensive coaching staff is going to have to look at that tendency and not present it anymore. I like the idea of the quick play after uh, the, the notable first down, but I don't like that it's so predictable that it's going to be this. I don't think it actually is a read option. I think it's an always handoff play, but it looks like a read option. It presents itself like a read option. And... Um, yeah, it just always was sniffed out. They knew exactly what was coming every time they got quickly to the to the line of scrimmage. Tight ends. Uh, a lot of two tight end sets in today's game, which was interesting. That is not something the Bears have done a lot of. I do think there's some potential there. I felt like these guys actually are reasonably good run blockers and also have some um, 
pass catching potential. I felt that uh, I think it's Ryan Weld, Ryan Word. For, forgive me for not remembering exactly. Was the best of them as far as catching, uh, and actually he's second on the depth chart. So maybe it's that he, uh, you know, is not as quite as good of a blocker as uh, the the first string guy who I'm forgetting for them at the moment. But um, uh, Ryan Weld seemed like the one who's most capable of catching the ball from tight end. Uh, and, and I felt pretty uh, excited about him as a whole. And it just felt like, yeah, the, the two tight, the, there's a, enough talent at tight end and sizable big guys that that's something they hopefully can develop. The problem seems to be that it's really not the, the kind of throws that go to the tight end are often the ones that need touch. They're often the ones where the job is to get them over the linebacker down into the tight end who's sprinting away from uh, them, and you got to get it down before the safeties or any uh, um, secondary people come to, to catch it. And there were a couple times Garbers did it right, but it also felt like he that was one area where he was not particularly strong. Okay, on to the defense. Actually, I wasn't that thrilled. And and to be a little bit fair, it sure felt like they were just playing very vanilla and very conservative. They were keeping stuff in front of them, making sure they didn't move the ball too much. I know they didn't get a ton of yards, and I was probably, you know, just being too picky, but... I felt like it was too easy for them to run for five yards on first down. I'm a little worried about this defensive line's ability to shut down the run. All of the running plays, the guys seemed to fall forward, and there just wasn't that much there. And then the wide receivers, there was a number of plays where guys were surprisingly wide open. The sort of lockdown coverage where we were used to seeing last year just didn't feel like it was there. Uh, I just, you know, as a whole, was was not particularly thrilled. They didn't seem to be doing a lot of their deception and disruption things that they normally do. And maybe they're trying to avoid the amount of film they give to their upcoming opponents since they're playing very vanilla. Um, but as a, still, it just felt like even with that, that with this team. Uh, UC Davis, they should not have had so many open guys, so many five-yard runs, um, uh, you know, type of things that was just like, boy, hmm, I'd like to see a little bit more of a shutdown. And in particular, tackling, there was a lot of second and third tackles needed situations where the first guy wasn't bringing them down right away. There Missed tackles is a strong uh, is an overstatement because the se- the first guy was you know hanging on but he wasn't putting them down right away he was being dragged um, or turned on or falling forward or doing the sorts of things that um, you know make one uh, um, that get those three four extra yards and then the second guy comes in and finally gets you down just a not great tackling uh disappointingly so after yet last year where this team was such a sound tackling team lots of things going on today that that disappointed me in that department uh, of tackling and if, if i were again coach wilcox my number one priority going into the off uh going into the practice week would be tackling drills get uh, um 
getting back on top of that because it just felt like tackling took a significant step back. Actually, particularly notable, notably on special teams. Uh, there were a number of special team scenarios where the Bears could have really shut something down and two or three dive tackles didn't come up with it and, and the um, kick returner or the punt returner was able to run for significant yardage when they should have been down for a loss. So, yeah, tackling was not top-notch. On to Cal special teams. Interestingly, um, Coots seems to have lost his job as the punter. And uh, I'm forgetting number 30's name now, but uh, he, he it was a little inconsistent, but I can see why uh, Coots lost his job. This guy's got a bigger leg, and as he gets into it, um, I think he's going to be, has the potential to be a pretty darn good punter. He um, just... I, I, you know, he just was, seemed like he, you know, hang time, um, a number of good things uh, about him. So, but this was not mentioned on the depth chart. If you look at the depth chart for this week, Coots was the starting punter. Uh, Thomas at field goal, I feel actually his range has improved a little bit. I mean, he kicked a 44 and a 47-yard field goal. He also missed another, I think it was a 43-yard uh, field goal. Um, so, But you know what? Two out of three at plus 40 is is reasonably good. And it didn't, you know, and it felt like it was the max of his range. This guy's not kicking 55 yards. He can kick probably about 50 is his max he could go, and that's really stretching him. But I just felt like his consistency at that range or his ability to hit those with Potentially some consistency has improved, whereas last year it felt like once he got above the mid-30s, uh, he was stretching his leg and more likely to, to shank it. So he's improved as a um, place kicker for field goals. Coverage on uh, kicks. As I said, I think the coverage was fine, but there was a lot of bad tackling on special teams. Uh, probably just too many young guys who you know, aren't, aren't, haven't really absorbed the lessons of the various tackling drills they do. And then, of course, finally, the returning itself. Uh, if you ignore the Ashton Davis fumble, and by the way, the Bears, I think, had a total of three fumbles today, uh, turnover um and I did feel like early in this uh, game in particular, although the third one was pretty late in the game, it was Garbers, however, just not doing a great job of keeping the ball high and tight, as they say, right? You don't want it down low. You don't want it away from your body. You want it up against your chest and your um, and, and your uh, breastplate on your pads. And both of the fumbles by the, uh, you know, players on the team were examples of where they were, you know, running hard, ball away from their body, using their arms for balance. And when that happens, the ball gets further away from the body. And, you know, there it goes. Garber's uh, um, fumble was your standard sacked from behind, perhaps didn't see it coming as soon as it came and the ball went flying. 
those are just tough. I mean, really good quarterbacks, you know, they really sense those things and don't let those things happen. But that's not the same kind of failure. And so, again, if I was running practice this week, we'd be doing some drills on on ball security and keeping the ball high and tight as a runner with the ball. Okay, so looking forward, Washington kicked the absolute crud out of eastern Washington um, this week. Hard to say, hard to know how good eastern Washington is. I've heard pretty good things about them, but um, in historically, but I actually haven't paid a lot of attention to them this year. Uh, but no doubt at least uh, some of Washington's growing pains this year can't be too bad because, you know, eastern Washington um, is a reasonably good um, FCS team. And so to put so many points up on them suggests their offense has recovered from uh, the loss of, of um, their longtime starting quarterback. So that's going to be a tough game. There's just no getting around it. And I actually just don't think the Bears are going to win. A lot of confidence in general Cal blogs that that's a win. Uh, Do not count me in that group. I think um, to some degree last time Washington uh, may have underappreciated who they were playing. Uh, They um, felt like the game was more solidly in their control than it was. And all it took was one turnover and then a lockdown performance by the defense and a game that they probably thought, oh, yeah, we just need to kind of grind it out and we'll get the scores we need, uh, ended up being a loss for uh, UW. So I, you know, we'll see. I always, of course, rooting for my Bears, but um, I don't feel particularly good about that game at this point. And that will be, I think, a better indicator of where this team is. The problem with these FCS teams is you just don't know how good they are. It, it's They can be very deceptive in both directions. You can have a tight game against them and, and judge them as, well, you know, it's only FCS, that's troublesome. When it turns out, no, they, at least in a handful of ways, are every bit as tough as most of the competition you're going to face. And therefore, you know, they, you know, winning 27-13 is something to be happy about. Uh, so, but on the other hand, there's other moments where you think, oh, this is a really good FCS team. So I, you know, I'm going to assume that that this was ind- indicative of, um, you know, how, how the team will perform against uh, conference teams, and it turns out that that's just not the case at all. That really, no, they're an FCS team. They're a cut below, and and it's a really bad idea to presume that um, um, you know they match up uh, and are are in a good sign of or a good way to measure how with the progress of the team. So next week will tell us a lot more. We'll know a lot more about whether this team is is ready um, to, to compete at the next level in the conference after the UW game. And call me uh, concerned both by what I saw from Cal today, uh, that, that the defense just did not look nearly as locked down as they did uh, the second half of last season, and the offense, while it's showing some signs of growth, it's showing some ability to spread the ball around more, it was both inconsistent and 
and um, a little and an air prone in ways that suggest going up against a good defense, uh, they're not going to be able to score a lot of points. Perhaps again, um, this was the you know getting the the rust out, getting back moving again, and things will be better. But at least what we saw today, not too thrilled. And looking at Washington, seems like they've put the pieces together uh, based on what they did to Eastern Washington today. And all of this leads to I'm not feeling very good about next week. However, by the end of that game, we'll know where this team is. And if it turns out my fears are unfounded, that that Cal goes up there, beats Washington, um, shows some offense, then, you know, hey, this could be a really great season. We'll just have to see. I think that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the On the Road Home podcast. Uh, probably my next podcast will be the Arizona State game. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to the North Texas game. In fact, if you're listening to this and you're interested in buying tickets for that game, I think mine are going to be for sale. <laughs> so, uh, you know, feel free to leave me a comment or send me an email. Um, so Arizona State will probably be the next On the Road Home podcast. Uh, and hope to be there for most of the games for the rest of the season. So that'll wrap it up. Go Bears. On the road again.